The Spanish Announce Table. Well, it is episode 388. A little delayed getting out of the uh, gate here because, you know, what's new? Technical difficulties. Tom, how the hell are you? I am great. I am having a wonderful day, and I am excited to talk about all things pro wrestling, specifically AEW, and this weekend's first ever co-promoted Forbidden Door promotions, AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling, colliding, combining forces to give us this spectacle in Chicago. Uh, How do you feel about that uh, event that's going to happen this coming Sunday night? I, um, I feel, you know, mixed, mixed reviews is how I feel. Right. And we'll get into all that. Okay. Yeah, we'll get into all all that. right. Yeah. Well, I'm Tim, uh, let's see what we're going to do for the format here. Are we going to kick it off with a little news or you want to kick off with last night's AEW dynamite? Well, we can talk about some news, right? I mean, you know, there's nothing too major, right? I mean, the Vince McMahon saga continues, right? He stepped down shortly after we recorded last episode, you know, temporarily, right? Temporarily. Ending the investigation results. Right. So I don't know. What do you think? You think uh, now Stephanie's in charge and, you know, uh, Johnny Ace is out, right? Bruce look, Pritchard is head of talent relations. Look, no matter what happens, and even this is, from all accounts, just a facade as a, you know, PR move to make sure that, hey, there's sexual uh, misconduct allegations. Let's put a female in charge while Vince McMahon steps away, yada, 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 all that, whatever, right? But forever, there's going to be a time in history where we're going to look back and say, remember that time Vince McMahon had to step down as CEO? Like that is an action that actually took place. Again, you can dig deeper and like, well, he actually still was running creative and he was blah, 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 all that stuff. But he still has to live with the fact that he was pressured into stepping down as a CEO. <laughs> you suck. You're a horrible human. Yeah, I, I love it. You sent me some article earlier uh, that, uh, WWE's evaluation has lost half a billion dollars. Oh. Good. I hope it loses the other half. Like he is good. It's uh, look, I don't relish and, and like to revel in like when people suffer, that's not a thing I enjoy. However, it's good to see when bad things happen to bad people. That's how I feel. So, I don't disagree with you too much on that. You know, um, it, uh, the weird thing is, is they say, you know, he just digs deeper, right? They say, all right, he's stepping down. He'll still be in charge of day-to-day uh, creative, which I think you even floated this is how it might go, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. But immediately they're like, but live tonight on SmackDown, Mr. McMahon will be there. And he does the biggest nothing, uh, yeah. you know, on purpose. And then he does it again on Raw. And it's just like, he always will take, the you know the the waggle my dick in your face route oh yeah way out yeah it's the backfire effect right the backfire effect is when presented with facts or when presented with how reality is instead of accepting new information or understanding your shortcomings you double down 
on the bad behavior or the bad thought. And you just go like, nope, I'm digging my heels in. This is how it's going to be. You're either with me or you're against me. It's called the backfire effect. It's a philosophy term. Go Google it if you haven't uh, made yourself familiar with it. And that's what he's doing. He's just doing the, I'm not leaving. Watch me. Now I'm going to be on SmackDown. And now I'm going to be unannounced on Raw. And guess what? The next SmackDown, I might be the one who announces the main event that night. And it doesn't matter because I'm going to show you that I'm not running. These colors don't run. Idiot. He's in dumb, dumb. You guys are silly for supporting him. So, ha! Anyhow, let's talk about some fun stuff. Uh, Last night was AW Dynamite. Oh, yeah. And it was the go-home show. Uh, for as mentioned, AEW's Forbidden Door, or glory I guess AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling's Glory Hole. Glory uh, so so uh, we kicked off with some news, though. And we'll kind of what I thought, Tim, we could do is kind of bounce back and forth because we're going to kick off with the Brian Danielson announcement and then we'll go into the match he's talking about. Maybe do a pick that way. You want to do it that way? Yeah. And then we'll catch anything that we don't miss. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. All right, so we kick off uh, Dynamite with Brian Danielson confirming that he is not eligible to compete at Forbidden Door or next week's Blood and Guts. Now, he said there will be someone on his level as far as a technical wrestler who will be replacing him to take on Zack Sabre Jr. Foreshadowing, a little bit later when they announced the full card, Excalibur said that this person was going to be the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club. That is an interesting part that I don't think Brian Danielson touched on that makes this person a little bit more interesting. So Brian Danielson makes the announcement. He says, um, my replacement will be there Sunday night. Do you want to know who it is? Ha! Don't you realize I came from the bad guy door? I'm not telling you, which I thought was the best line of the promo was the, I came from the bad guy yeah. door. I'm not telling you he's, he does that great job of this is a professional wrestling company. Don't we love AEW? Yay. I don't like you. Oh, boo. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you're like, yeah, this you guys is my love guy. that. Yeah. I think you're stupid for loving it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Afterwards, Zack Sabre Jr. comes out, doesn't necessarily say anything, and that's the segment. So, Tim, tell me what you thought about the segment, and then tell me who you think this mystery person is. I mean, I thought it was an interesting announcement. You know, I, I, you know, newsflash, I mean, I had already heard he was injured and couldn't, um, <laughs> you know, I, you know, biggest kept secret they had there, right, was uh, Daniel Bryan was, uh, or Brian Danielson was injured. And so he finally says it, and hey, I'm not going to be at either thing. Ah, shit. So now what? Then it really piques my interest because you know it's it's going. It's a Daniel or Brian Danielson promo. It's fine. Like I mm-hmm. think he's you know he's good. He knows how to kind of. He's gotten way better at this over the years. Oh yeah, and, and he's leading the crowd well. But that right, like the but I got somebody right, my third man right, or my secret buddy coming. And I mean, there's a couple names out there that people have been waiting on to hear. Right. I think we can all eliminate you know, a Bray Wyatt. He's not fitting this role, but you've yeah. got a Cesaro hanging out there. Mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano hanging out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause he said I, he'll do great in a W right. Which indicates to me not currently in a W and haven't been right. Okay. That's what I'm thinking but those right. two come to mind. I mean, there could be anybody, right? There could have been anybody from an impact or an ROH or, or right. whatever, right? So, but if it's those two that stick out to me, Cesaro and Johnny Gargano, I, I feel conflicted because Cesaro fits that role better. 
of the Blackpool Combat Club. Mm-hmm. He's going to come in and give an amazing technical match. Yep. But a technical match is also going to do Johnny Gargano, and I feel like he's got better longevity storytelling-wise in AEW than Cesaro. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for this story, I think I'd rather have Cesaro. So I'm a little conflicted, and I don't. it could buy either of those. I don't know. All right, so figurative gun to your head. Mm-hmm. Who are you Cesaro. picking? And then, so let's continue with this uh, here. It's going to be in your booking uh, mm-hmm. fantasy world Good here. Decision. Cesaro. Cesaro uh-huh. versus Zack Sabre Jr. Who wins that? This one is tough because I don't know how they're, you know, professional wrestling wisdom leads us to believe that two companies are doing a shared promotion. Everybody's going to get a little and everybody's going to give a little, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard to book these without booking the whole thing, right. right? And understanding the politics there. But let's say it was just that gun to my head. And it's like, you get to pick this match, pick it right now. I'm going mm-hmm. with the Blackpool Combat Club because, I mean, what story is Zack Sabre Jr. telling us? And even if he goes back to NJPW, what story is him having beat, you know, I mean, like yeah, him having beat some of these people, cool, but like the Blackpool Combat Club getting another feather in their hat with a new member, I think yeah. is the cooler story. I agree. Now, for me, one of the things that I think was the biggest miss, and we've talked about this multiple times, uh, from this segment was Zack Sabre Jr. just walking out and just screaming into the nothingness of the arena, right? He had no microphone. He didn't really establish what he was out there to do. And also to the viewer who may be an AEW mark, raise your hand right here, right? Uh, I don't know who Zack Sabre Jr. is. I mean, I know who he is, right? But like, tell me why he is the best technical professional wrestler. I thought, again, if I had hindsight's 2020, right? If I had the ability to rewrite the show, I'm putting together a promo package. I'm doing it. Welcome to AEW Dynamite. Go into a promo package, highlighting Zack Sabre Jr. This is the motherfucker who everyone knows will tie you up in a fucking pretzel and then beat you one, two, three, right? And then have Brian Danielson do all of this. Zack Sabre Jr. then finishes the segment. Now we have a little bit more context of who the fuck these people are, right? Because we know who Brian Danielson is. Like we understand he's the man, right? So that was my gripe with the specific segment. Now, you had mentioned uh, this person could be coming from another organization. Let me present this curveball to you. I don't think it's anyone new. I don't think it's Cesaro. I don't think it's Johnny Gargano. And actually, I don't want another person to be honest with you. I'm going to say the smarter move, if you give me the pencil for diversity and to hype up your second brand, I'm putting Jonathan Grisham in this Blackpool Combat Club, right? Stocky, technical wrestler. He's the heavyweight champion of Ring of Honor. You got Ring of Honor trying to get some steam behind it. So what better way to have him stand next to Brian Danielson and John Moxley, then have him compete with Zack Sabre Jr. They're going to put on a fantastic show. I don't know if they've wrestled before. I'm going to assume they probably have once or twice, right? So I personally would put Jonathan Grisham in this group. He's a ring of honor, heavyweight champion. Now you've established, oh shit, the champ is with William Regal. Like, then William Regal can do this fun thing of hopping over to Ring of Honor with Willie or Yuta and Gresham and then hopping over to AEW with um, Moxley and Daniels. Look, 
they love to have these clubs go across different promotions, right? And right. Well, because Yuta Buck is the Brothers pure club. Yeah. Promotion. Well, because Yuta is the pure champion, the Ring of Honor pure champion. Right. So then, if you had the heavyweight champion, that's your Ring of Honor yeah. Blackpool Combat Club, and then you got your two established stars and Moxley and Danielson on AEW as your oh, Blackpool uh, Combat Club. Let me tell you why you're wrong. Why? Because I was wrong earlier too because it just hit me who it's going to be. Uh, totally going to be Enzo. Has to be in. Well, I mean, that's the smart money. If you're betting money, <laughs> DraftKings, which they have a partnership yeah. with, put all of your money, house, mortgage, and all on Enzo. That's, Send it to us, and money. we'll put it on Enzo for you. Yeah, exactly. We'll let you know when it when when, we'll when you, you hit know. when you get all your money. Exactly. Yeah. Now about the match. So again, I'm going to fantasy book that this is Jonathan Gresham versus Zach Saber Jr. I think Zack Sabre Jr. wins. And I think Zack Sabre Jr. wins, even though it's a technical battle that's going to maybe steal the show. The Jericho Appreciation Society is going to be feuding with this member alongside Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, Santana, and Ortiz the next week on Blood and Guts. So what great way to ruin the debut of a wrestler than to cost him the match and give Zack Sabre Jr. the win? Or... So it is anybody, right? Let's say it's Cesaro, it's Johnny Argano. Right. Any Jonathan them, Gresham. Yeah. They're going to be the new member of the Blackpool Combat Club. Mm-hmm. Brothers. Bucks, whatever. Right. And loses to Zack Sabre Jr. And then they're like, you know what? Second thought, you're a bitch. And they beat the shit out of the person who does the, the Blackpool Combat Club. And now we've got an established feud against this new AW star, Bizarro, yeah, I could see that, but I, organo, I yeah, that, that could definitely be, but I just think to give this person some vengeance to go into a blood and guts match, he has like, if, if he wins this match, he does nothing with the Jericho appreciation, appreciation society. Then he just walks into this blood and guts match and is just like, I'm going to kill Garcia. And it's like, why? It's like, I don't know. These guys said like, kill him. So <laughs> I guess we're going to do it. Yeah. So. And, and I think if you give Zack Sabre Jr. the victory here, then he can go over to New Japan. And I don't, again, I don't know the hierarchy of like, who's the top dog. I know that Jay White's the champion and Okada presented uh, on last night's episode is also a top guy. But like, I don't know if Zack Sabre Jr. is in that same group. But if you go back to New Japan and you say, I beat AEW's best technical wrestler available, check me out. Now I want the title shot. Now you're building to New Japan top level guys. And then again, you get this guy who got the loss, but he has now vengeance to seek on your blood and guts match. That's why I would do it. All right. Enzo. So uh, yeah, Enzo all the way, yeah. all the way. Enzo. Now let's get into some action here. We get our first match of the night. It's the Aussie open and will Osprey taking on orange Cassidy and Rapungi vice. Now, this was a fun match, right? I mean, by all accounts, it was fun when Orange Cassidy gave him the stunner and uh, Osprey put his hands out like he was yeah. like, you know, corpsing. I thought it was fun. What did you think? Yeah, again, the match is fun. Um, the Aussie Open name is as terrible as their entire presentation is. Well, isn't that a tennis tournament? Yeah, right. Is that what they're going for? Is like tongue in cheek? I don't know. We've discussed on this podcast about what I think about things in Japan being cool, but we'll scratch that for 
Yeah. Um, yes. Look, uh, my heart says I want, you know, the Rapungi Vice and, you know, team to win because, you know, they're fun. So the team isn't. This is, they're, they're doing it good here. They've got me marked out for I want the heels to win and I don't like the, or I mean, I want the faces to win. I don't want the heels to win because I just don't like Correct. it. I mean, genuinely don't really like care for. Well, my thing with this match, that was a little bit like really, and it's no offense to the person because I enjoy him on television each and every week. And I wish his partner would be back. So they would reunite the best friends. But this is again, the third match in a row that Trent is going to be fighting Osprey and the Aussie open. Now this time he's with orange Cassidy and Rapungi or, and, um, and Rocky Romero the week before was FTR. And then the week before that, I think he was just, a, or no, that was how, and then the second time it was just a singles competition. So it was just like, was Trent needed? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that felt a little bit of a WWE move where it's like, we're going to give you the same thing, but a little bit different. And so that part wasn't great. And also orange Cassidy gets the victory here. Orange Cassidy and Rapungi vice get the victory. So as an AEW specific fan right getting exposed to this new promotion i know it's not a new promotion but new guys at a promotion that i'm not familiar with you've told me that ozzy open and will osprey kind of suck because they've lost both matches where it was a six-man tag to a bunch of guys who have never won anything in eight like they've won some matches but they haven't won no titles they won yeah now this one i can understand that because chaos you know the chaos or the best friends like faction them working together makes sense but having trent and ftr beat ozzy open and will osprey and then you do it again like you guys kind of look like losers now that's all to say after the match uh the united empire come out and now they've got orange cassie and rapungi vice outnumbered and i think the pop of the night happens where the ftr music hits and here comes these guys ready to kick ass FTR, Tim. What do you think? Team of the year? Uh, FTR is killing it in everything they do right now. And we actually have a hashtag tweet the table about that that I'll shout out. Oh, let's get to it. Yeah. Um, by the way, use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter and we will read those tweets right here on the show. Just like we're about to do with at devil vamp says fucking Dax is the absolutely most under or underrated i think you meant to say wrestler of the decade this guy can fucking go hashtag aw hashtag tweet the table and i think we addressed this a little bit yes ftr is killing it but i think it's dax that's killing it i think the other guy is there and he's playing his part well but what's what's getting this whole like fuck yeah like i want to root for these everyday you know what i mean like these hard working fellas and these you know what i mean i i i you know see myself in these guys is dax is Dax. I like both guys. Yeah. Cash, I think, is starting to become second fiddle because, again, on Rampage, I think he has a one on one matchup with one of these competitors and most likely he'll probably lose that. And then again, you're creating that more like, well, Dax is winning these things and you're not. Although Dax isn't winning, but you know what I mean? Looking great, right? Um, I think both guys are awesome. I like both of them equally. The, neither one is more, I'm drawn to more than the other. Um, but it does feel like Dax is the leader right now and cash is going to be, you know, getting his turn whenever that is, but it's not right now. I just thought you go back to January when FTR MJF and Wardlow are beating the shit out of CM Punk fast forward to, you know, the end of June 
the start of July, and now they're getting the biggest pop over John Moxley and uh, Brian Danielson walking out. You know what I mean? Like, that's pretty impressive. This is the year of FTR, I think. I know the Young Bucks will talk about the first two-time champs and all that stuff. Miss me with that. That ain't it. FTR, then the boys. By the way, before we go any further, Tom, I want to make sure everybody knows that if you're just listening to this on the podcast, we also do this live as a YouTube and Twitch simul stream. Catch those Thursday nights, 7.30-ish p.m. in the uh, one true time zone, U.S. Central Standard Time. And the reason we're able to do that is because of great sponsors, right? Great sponsors. You can go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net, and there's a donate link. You can donate us money. Uh, you can also donate us beer by sending us becoming the beer sponsor of the week by telling us what beer to get. And shout out to this week's beer sponsor, fucking nobody. Um, but we have had them in myself. the past. Look, but we have had beer sponsors yes. in the past. So yeah. thank you to everyone who has sponsored in the past. The beer door taste is as always good open. When I had to pay for it myself is what I'm Look, the forbidden door is this Sunday, but the door to be our sponsor is always open. Please Just contact us and let us come know. through the expansion out table glory hole and you too be the beer sponsor of the week. And I say all that, right? I think you do. Yeah. Come in now. Spanish house table back door and, and leave some money on the cabinet or on the counter. And, yeah. Yeah. So let's, yeah. So let's get into, I'll save their match uh, for, I want to do a proper actual breakdown of the card because I, I wanted your Zack Sabre Jr. opponent thing just because we were in the moment, but then yeah. I don't want to be jumping too far around. Sure, of course. Um, so we'll, we'll get into the that pick here a little bit later in the show uh, because I want to get into what happened next. Uh, and that is the promo of the night. And this is not going to be featured. I don't think at least on Forbidden Door. So it doesn't really fit with a pick, but I want to talk about it. We have Tony Schiavone in the ring and he calls out Christian Cage for an interview and Christian Cage looking like the $6 million man with the turtleneck in June, which good on you must've been cold in the arena. Uh, And then takes, I mean, he played the hits like turn to 11. This was a fire promo for his first heel promo coming out, going up against jungle boy. There's a ton of lines here and we can break down a little bit more, but first off, what did you think of the, the new Christian cage heel in AEW? I loved it. I mean, we've been saying all along, like Christian's great, but Christian way better as heel Christian, right? Like mm-hmm. he's just way more money on the mic in that regard. And honestly, what we've heard of, like, I mean, he's a well-liked guy, but he's, comes off as a pompous dick even to his you know what i mean his friends and co-workers like sometimes right so you turn that out to 11 and we get what we get here and this guy put on a master class in how to work emotion out of a crowd with doing just small things right like i mean from the setup from the last couple of weeks where we were like oh this is happening to the things he hit on here right he hits on I've been planning this a year ago ever since you threw me out. Fuck you. You cost me a bunch of money, right? Like, that's what I'm doing this mm-hmm. for. You think I'm here to to help newcomers? Miss me with that. I want money. And then throwing the shade at MGF being like, speaking of, hear people crying about my money. Like, why don't you do something that people still talk about 20 years from now? The type of matches they name pay-per-views after, he said. Like, then, then maybe you'll get my checks. He's like, but until then, eat my crumbs and deal with it. Like, just... 
just loved all of it, right? And then we get into the shit he says about Jungle Boy and his dead and the crowd. Bad. My complaint here is that they didn't show the crowd reaction enough to that because you could tell the crowd was like, what the fuck? Like everybody was legitimately shocked that he went there. Now, here was my takeaway from that is, yes, to all of your points, talking about how he planted it for a year, all of those beats he was hitting right in tune with what I thought the first promo should have been. I honestly think he played the father card a little bit too soon. Yes. And the reason is thing with the Lucha. No, the, oh. the thing with jungle boy's dad, Yeah, he oh, said, yeah. He, he thinks, you know, I think she wanted me to be his dad, but his dad is dead and all that stuff. Right. I think you could have saved that line because this isn't a one week promo, right? Like right. we're going to get a pay-per-view match out of it. And AW doesn't do pay-per-view matches every month. So I imagine either it's going to be a big dynamite special, or we're going to get this to a pay-per-view. So I kind of felt like he shot all of his bullets in this one promo. And so when Jungle Boy comes out and has a retort and says, like, you actually weren't the you know star in your tag team. I'm the star in my tag team, all that stuff. Christian's going to be like, your dad's dead. And it's like, well, man, you already said that, yeah. right? Like, that was the only thing is I thought this promo in a standalone viewing experience was amazing. I worry, though that he shot all of those bullets right in the yeah. first go and he ain't got anything else after that, I but it's also th- Christian. The thing I thought they did too early was the Lucha Soros thing. Right. I was like, ah, let me see that later in the show or, or next yeah. week or something. Right. Yeah. I think I agree. I think maybe, maybe the card to pull there was Luchasaurus gets to the ring. Christian rolls out says, we've got to talk, we've got to talk, we've got to talk. As he goes up to the ramp, Luchasaurus looks conflicted. Then next week, Luchasaurus is like, Christian Cage, get yeah. your ass out here. But Christian, and even, then he does the- Even playing all of it well, right? Like, hey, 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 I've been meaning to talk to you. Like, don't come uh, in here yet. <laughs> like, we need to talk. And then he's like, hold on, he's like, you're hurting me, you're hurting me. Like, like you're like a son to me, all of that stuff. Oh. Mentioning Marco Stunt. Like, yeah, oh. which what a- that's the interesting part. I thought the most intriguing part is what does he mean? Did Jungle Boy get rid of Marco's stunt? Did Christian get rid of Marco's stunt? Did Luchasaurus want Marco's stunt gone? Are we going to see Marco's stunt come back into the storyline? Are we going to get I am a dinosaur? I think that's where you have to go here, right? So Christian gets into Luchasaurus's head and he's like, listen, man. No, you were down with Jungle Boy and you guys had this thing and everybody loved it and everybody sang and danced, but look where it got you. Him losing titles for you. Uh, you know what I mean? Everybody joking about you in the back because you're not a dinosaur. You're a man. You're a six foot seven and a half, whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. man, you're a beast of a man, man, man. You know what I mean? And it gets into him that he's a man, right? Like, they can even give him the he's a man. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's a little too far. But you, you know what I mean? Like, just get all that. And then. You know, I mean, then that sets us up later for when he's down and out and then he's no longer doing well and then he's not sure of himself. And then we get Marco Stunt going, man, you're a dinosaur. Oh, a dinosaur. Man, right? Yeah. God, that's going to oh. happen. If that happens, oh. we got to go back and timestamp the, the creation of that story and send it to Tony Khan and be like, look, man, we got more ideas. Hit us up. Anyhow. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, let's keep moving on here. So then our second match 
uh, of the night. We get Malachi Black taking on Penta in the All-Atlantic Tournament. This was good. I feel like we've squeezed all we can out of the House of Black Death Triangle. I think that that needs we need to separate. This probably should be the last time. Now, again, Malachi Black won, which means we're going to get uh, Malachi Black, Miro, Hawk, and then now it was actually, let me look this up to make sure I am correct here. It is not going to be Ishii. He actually got hurt and just got replaced today. Let me, or I misquote myself here. Uh, uh, Ishii suffers a left knee injury. Clock, Clark Connors to wrestle in AEW's All-Atlantic four-way. So, no Ishii. Like Ishii a lot. The little oh, it's stone a head. It's a big four-way yeah. for the... T- oh, okay. Yeah, so it's not, Miro. Not two, two matches and then a... No, no, no. It's okay. Miro versus Malachi Black versus Pac versus now Clark Connors. Uh, so, this was fun. I think, again, the match was what it was. We've seen it kind of enough. It wasn't bad. Nothing about it was bad. It was very good. I think we've seen it enough. I thought Miro saying like, I'm going to redeem you all. And then when you get there, tell him I'm coming. And it's like, you say, tell that coward I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> God, God, coward. Same. Yeah. Oh, incredible. <sighs> yeah. I, so listen, and I think I want to say because of stuff like that, Miro wins, but Miro also doesn't need to win. Right. He could get, sideswiped and then that you know god put an obstacle in front of him and now it's god's fault doesn't mm-hmm. need it um so who do you i mean like do you think this is an aw title that nj or you know new japan holds for a while and they're this mm-hmm. clark connor's wins or do you think we're getting Pac or malachi black at it i think we're gonna get Pac. yeah so yeah we'll do this pick now and then again we'll kind of catch we'll do a catch all that after uh to see any picks that we didn't make. Um, I got Pac in this for this reason alone. I think we have enough to go with for Malachi Black to talk about Julia Hart joining the House of Black and what that means for the Varsity Blondes, and now he's going to attack them. He's still going to go after lesser bands. We've got some more spooky, fun stuff to do with the House of Black, right? So he doesn't need a title to do that, right? Right. Miro, like you said, is on a vengeance tour for God. So a win or a loss. Yeah. A win or a loss. He's telling most likely the same story. So it's going to be great. Clark Connors. Now that he's even, it's not Ishii. And now it's just a replacement. I don't think they're going to give him for that reason. So I think Pac who's in death triangle, but kind of after house of black are spinning their wheels. You need to get that fun finisher in as much as you can Giving him the title does that. So I got Pac for that reason. Shout out to the chat. We got uh, X0X81 giving us a fist bump. or throwing up some yeah. horns, maybe. That's what that is. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Throwing whatever. up the horns, man. Yeah, right there. Right there, buddy. Right we're there, not, pal. We're not street. We're not hood. Not young not, either. I don't know what these we're are. We're not with all that jive <laughs> hand chucking. What the hell is all that about? Yeah. Um, okay, so now we get into another big moment from last night's AEW. It starts off with match number three. It's Hangman Adam Page, cowboy shit, taking on uh, Silas Young, who I thought initially was the butcher, <laughs> but was not. Looks like um, a butcher in a before photo. Yeah, they should be a tag team. Just call them before and after. Before and after. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. then you don't indicate what's before and after. You right, just say yeah. it's the before, before and drugs after. or is this before the gym? Like, what are we? At? Right. Yeah. Oh, and you could be all spooky. You're right. The before and after. It's like, I yeah, know, actually, look, it's just without tattoos and now with tattoos. Right, yeah. Um, this was a good match. I thought Silas Young did well. Apparently, from what the commentary said, uh, this was a previous feud in Ring of Honor between Hangman and Silas Young. So they were familiar with each other, liked all of that. Uh, Hangman gets the victory, as he should. And then as soon as he gets the victory, we do rinse and repeat with Adam Cole. And he says the same thing. But before he even really gets to say anything, Jay White comes out. Now, this was the part that I thought. You know, we've talked about it, how Adam Cole was super cool in NXT, comes over to AEW, he's still kind of cool, but then kind of moving down the ranks as far as like the coolest guys in the room, right? This was the one, and I said this on our Twitter at Table Show, Jay White completely punked out Adam yeah. Cole, and Adam Cole did nothing. Looked like he was like, oh, me, go Jamie, man. Yeah, man. Like, you can't oh, be the coolest you? guy in the room and have right. no response when someone's like, "You're not on my level." Like, you have to do something different Didn't than you just take going, out Kyle O'Reilly for, I mean, for shit yeah. less than this in NXT. Yeah. So th- this was this was honestly the worst I've ever seen Adam Cole as far as like I said, the coolness factor, the top guy kind of thing. And to me, and so also correct me if I'm wrong out of this, right? So now we've got a four way match between Adam Cole, hangman, Jay white, and who knows, right? But now it's, it's Okada. Oh, it's Okada. Right, 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 right. Okada comes out. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. That's right. Okada did come out. So we get the foot. That's right. Cause at first he's playing like, uh, who is it? We don't know who it's going to be. And then it's Okada comes out and now we get the fatal four way, but, well, but like you just said, it's not you, Adam Cole. It's not you, Adam page. And it's all of you like, like, (sighs) yeah, there was two. Yeah. Two things I thought were wrong with this, not wrong, but noticeable. One, Adam Cole is not cooler than Jay White. He let everyone know he's that. just willing to let Jay White do that and be like, oh, man, can right. we talk about this, man? Come on, please. Yeah. Now, he did flirt with the I'm going to hit him with the title thing. Right. He did flirt with that a little bit. But still. Yeah, that was fun. He's like, what? Pick him up. Pick him up. I'm going to yeah. hit him. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, I'm going to hit you. So then Okada comes out and Chase, you know, they beat up Adam Cole and Jay White. Okada and Hangman then have this kind of moment where they're staring, you know, eye to eye with each other. And then, yes, later on in the show, it's announced it's a four-way match for the new japan pro wrestling or the iwgp heavyweight championship which again goes against everything that we were told that jay white is the catalyst and can pick whoever he wants to fight there there had to have been again this is where the details matter this is where tony khan and a representative from new japan are backstage with tony shivani and they say look after what happened tonight Jay White has lost all privileges to announce his opponent. What we are going to do is make this a four-way match at Forbidden Door. And then we go yeah. like, well, we told Jay White if he, didn't, if he didn't give us this pick by yeah, noon today, 9 p.m. Was, and he did not. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what he says. Right. right. That little Jack detail. Tunney. Exactly. And that's where the that little detail would have made this make more sense. But now going into Forbidden Door. Adam Cole is a dork and Jay White is an idiot. The stuff you need like Mark Henry to do, right? Like 
Yes. He's working as a, you know, as a commissioner backstage, right? Produ- he, label him whatever title you want. And they got to go to him and be like, hey, I've, I've decided who I want. And be like, oh, no, no, you didn't read your contract, playa. You know, <laughs> like you had to tell us by 5 p.m. That's the gone. Oh. We made a decision. Yeah. And what are they going to do to Mark Henry, right? Like, so they're going to be like, oh, right. fuck. All right, whatever. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, especially AEW's roster. Who's big right. enough to even Yeah, or have Big around. Show do it, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, make yeah. Big Show. Oh, there you go. Make Paul White and uh, Mark Henry your directors of communication, mm-hmm. and they're the ones that communicate all of these things to the wrestlers. Hey, it's come down from management. You know who the hell that is, but it's come down that it's a four-way match because you didn't make your pick in time. Like, yeah, that's where they could be utilized a little right. bit more than what they're doing right now. Uh, but yeah, so again, what I, how I feel going into this match is Okada's fucking cool and bigger than everyone. It's still cowboy shit 24-7 on this side. Jay White's a fucking idiot, and Adam Cole is a dork. Like, that's what I think about this match. And Hangman wins. No. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. Or Let's Jay White wins. So who do you got? I'll have you go with your pick, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, I think Jay White wins. I think they, there's a reason they just gave him the belt. To me, I mean, I could see a thing where they do a title swap for a while, right? the new Japan titles on AEW for a little bit. And if that happens, I think maybe Adam Cole wins by screwing over Jay white. Ooh, I do like that, but I'm going to say Jay white. Wins. I like all of that. Thanks. A lot of great, but ideas. this is what I, but this, this is what podcast. I think happens. Yes. But this is what I think what happens. New champion. It is going to be, no, it is going to be Okada. Okada yeah. regains his championship. Yep. And Okada stands there with the money coming down, his arms out, belt around his waist. He is the fucking man. And then guess who fucking comes out to say, oh, guess who wants that belt back? We're going to put on a 10-star classic. It's the fucking franchise player, Kenny fucking Omega. And then we're going to get Kenny Omega versus Okada at New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 1496 or whatever the fuck number they're on. And it's going to be that, right? That's the match that got all the American interest was Okada versus Omega. Omega needs something to do when he comes back. He's not going to take on Danielson or Punk, right? So that's where I thought Jay White was going with all this, right? Like I thought it was yeah. going to be Omega, and then oh, holy shit! Right now we've got right. Omega, Hangman, Cole, and Jay White. Would have been a way cooler story. I mean, but whatever, you know. Yeah. Whatever. And again, I think you know, uh, understanding a little bit more of what New Japan Pro Wrestling is in 2022, you kind of have to have Tanahashi and Okada. It would be. If you like, you did a co-promotion with WWE in 1999, 2000, and you had Stone Cold, but not The Rock, right? Like you got to have both of them if you're going to do a co-promotion with the almost with the like event. if you had Hogan and Flair, but you didn't put them in a match. Well, that's just from an idiot who likes to sexually assault his employees, allegedly. So that's everybody well, at that company. Well, that's why I didn't specifically name one person. Uh, <laughs> they're a horrible company. Stop supporting them. Uh, so let's get back into match number four. It was a buzzkill. It was fun part of the match. Tony Storm 
taking on buzzkill of the match, Marina Shafir. Why does she walk out with violins? Just right before the main It's always right before the main event, Tim. Every women's match is right before the main event. This, I don't know. Why? I would love for it to just kick off with the women's match. Wouldn't that just be a fun, just switch up, right? right. Just, whoa, Tony Storm taking on uh, Thunder Rosa in a rematch. Okay, let's see what happens here. Nope, got to put it on right before you pee because uh, the main event is next. It's just insulting. Insulting. I just, you know, the match, you know, I mean, didn't wow me, but it wasn't terrible, right? Nobody botched anything crazy or anything. And Tony Storm, you know, I think, there's enough of a crowd behind her. So yeah, you run with this, but I still think in, in her quest to win this AW women's title, I don't think I. Yeah. So it happens post-match Nyla Rose comes out or she's already out, but then she helps beat up Tony storm uh, yeah, and then the Thunder Rosa. With... Yeah. With Marina Shafir, but then without Vicky Guerrero, which again, what again, t- uh, Tony, like Tony Khan, that is you're, you have amazing ideas. It's definitely seen when you put all of your interest into one. We've seen that multiple times. Now we've also seen though, when you're stretched too thin and this whole story is Tony storm has the belt in her hand, but it's actually thunder roses. And that's how we end this segment is well, but, but here you go. But Sunday I might get it, man. What? That's the feud. That's the feud. Like, you got to give us more than that. So, anyhow, that was that. Let's get into the main event. The main event was a dream tag team of John Moxley and Tanahashi taking on the first ever AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Chris Jericho. Three of the all-time greats in these two companies and Lance Archer. So, this was... Fun. What did you think of the match? Look, Lance Archer is always good for some great spots, right? Yeah. You know, Chris Jericho can hold his own. Eh. Oxley, you know, does his shtick. Kind of the same thing every time. Um, but it works, right? The crowd loves it. And then, uh, you know, Tanahashi's was new, right? I, I haven't seen a whole lot of Tanahashi. I mean, it's here and there from, you know, big, big matches throughout the year. But, um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was good and, and you know, I've just been kind of passively enjoying AW during this whole glory hole forbidden door, mm-hmm. whatever you call it run. Yeah. Right. I'm just kind of waiting for this to pass. If you will, I do like that. They are kind of incorporating it into things. Right. So it's not just like these, you know, Saudi Arabia shows on WWE where it's just like this storyline's going on over here, but it doesn't matter about, you know, we're not going to mix that with this over here or anything. like that. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, it was fine. Um, I did forget a tweet the table that's kind of addressing some of this, so we should get to that real quick before we move on. That's at Katie First sure. Lady says, it'd be kind of awesome if it was William Regal taking Danielson's place. Hashtag AW Dynamite. Hashtag tweet the table. I mean, that would be awesome, but I would be kind of worried, much like story we might talk about here in a little bit, uh, Ric mm-hmm. Flair's wrestling a match here pretty soon. He has a pacemaker. Mm, yeah, I would be That's, worried about, his, you know what I mean? Yeah. His Same literal thing with Regal, nickname, I would be worried about. Mm. Yeah, his literal nickname is no longer the Nature Boy, it's the Pacemaker. 
the pacemaker, Ric Flair, because he's wrestling with a pacemaker that could go out, which would mean he would die. Why is that important for people? And tickets are like $2,800. This isn't like a $20 show in the middle of a farm. This is a high dollar event. Stop it. Who is around Ric Flair to like stop him from himself? Obviously, you have compassion for someone when they're like, hey, the thing that I was put on this earth to do is this thing. I'm going to do it till I fucking die in the ring. That's how I want to do it. That's how it's going to happen. Okay, right? But like now you're kind of like an addict who needs to go to rehab. Who's around you to be like, instead of making $3,000 tonight, we're going to say fucking no. And we're not going to let this happen. Dumb. And that aside, back to this situation, right? So oh, yeah. we've got, <laughs> um, you know, we've got this John Moxley and, and Tanahashi up against Chris Jericho and Lance Archer. And I mean, if we think back again, it, I, it was just one of those things where I'm like, how did we get here again? I'm like, didn't he interrupt like Hangman? And then like, you know, well, like, Jericho interrupted we... Jericho interrupted. The previous week's stare down or, you know, interview segment between Tanahashi right. and Moxley. Right. And then they beat him up. So then because they beat him up, they want to beat up Jericho and the but then like, But now Tanahashi's not involved. The hangman match over here. Right. And, and, but he's about like, it's just, it just was well, a weird Tan- mix for me. You know, it, it is a little bit. I mean, it, it coherently makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can timeline. explain it in a way. Yeah. Yeah. But it also doesn't make interest. There's a difference, right. right? Yes. Like, so the thing I thought about with this tag match is the match itself was molasses. Look, Jericho and Tanahashi, when they were in the ring together, man, that was like uh, playing a video game as it was loading. Like it was yeah. moving. Up that pain maker name. Yeah. I'm it was pain. a little bit painful to watch. Uh, now, the post-match was where the fun happened, right? Eddie Kingston comes out because he's going to kick Jericho's ass. Then that brings out Sammy Guevara, who's already there. He's getting involved. And then we're just getting all the fun chaos while Tanahashi and John Moxley are like, Sunday, we're going to fight each other. Now, I think they got the timing wrong because they stood there for a long-ass time. But... The chaos around them while those two stared each other down. I thought the visual and the concept was really cool. I think the execution was one minute too long. Minoru Suzuki walked out. I thought it was great. And then just starts fighting Willier Yuta. That's fun. It was just yeah, chaos he on just the shows outside. Up so out of the, yeah, that, yeah. And he showed up like he was like late for a barbecue. He had like this smirk. He was like, I can't wait for these ribs. And what I mean ribs, I mean, you're fucking ribs. He's like, just hitting stomach and stuff oh it was so much fun that's what i was talking about that part of the match was fun that's why i thought you know again we had more time than to do a long melee at the end though went on for a while it was like they started it earlier than they thought i mean they're like oh shit you said we have 15 minutes left fuck (laughs) yeah i thought it was five damn it yeah um but yeah so that was aw dynamite so now tim let's go into some of these matches for AW's Forbidden Door. I'm going to start with uh, the first match, go to the main event. Okay. So the buy-in Max Caster and the gun club take on new Japan pro wrestling's <laughs> the dojos, the ass boys, excuse me. Uh, but they take on new Japan pro wrestling dojos, Kevin Knight and the DKC and Alex Coughlin 
And Yuta Yamura. So because this is the buy-in, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going Max Caster and the Ass Boys, right? Because this is get the crowd. I we're gonna get some scissors going. He's gonna have a cool rap. Do the dance to the song. That's the part I'm the most nervous about of the whole night. I'm the most nervous about Max Caster's rap because he can push the envelope. And if he now most of these guys, I don't know, but from the picture, look white, but. Max Caster can be offensive. He's been suspended once. Mm-hmm. So if he does some like Asian stereotype stuff, man, I don't want that to happen. Right. So, uh, someone in the YouTube chat just said five cross that lip, which I mean, that's a phrase we've used across this podcast for years. Uh-huh. This must be another uh-huh. long-term listener to just throw that out. Uh-huh. I don't even know what they're referencing. There's a little bit of a delay to what you're seeing live, what we're saying. So sometimes, we're like referencing I like five it, cross that lip. I mean, we're down for that at all times. So I think with this, I don't, this is what my gut says. I think new Japan gets a, the victory here. Cause we're going to say this is on free TV. This promotion is not familiar to the buying audience. They need to look a little strong before they actually pay their money to see these people. So they're going to win. And I think this might be a little start of dissension between Max Caster and the ass boys, because maybe Anthony Bowens is coming back from his injury. And then we're going to get the acclaim versus the ass ass boys, right? Like that's where I think we're eventually going to go with that. It could start here. The ass boys could have a hook, like rise to the stardom. Once they flip that switch to the app. Oh yeah. Definitely. Brent Anderson uh, said he was referencing the post-match scrum. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of oh, five yeah. cross that lip. Well, come on with it. And when yes, long-term Suzuki. listener, he says, well, thanks. Thanks, oh, pal. By the way, coming up here in about a month, nine-year anniversary, Spanish. Nine years, Tom. Can you believe it that you're still talking to me nine years later and I'm still staring at you in the face? Think that would still we're still having technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, we and still, we're still having technical. Still can't quite figure out how to do it right. Nine years, yeah. we still fuck it up every week. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. All right, so then we're gonna kick off the show. Now, here here's the thing. I'm looking at wrestlinginc.com. I don't know the spoilers for uh ram or yeah rampage for tomorrow night. So I don't know if this was announced on rampage and then they just put it in there because it happened on Wednesday and they know the results. You know. But the next match it says here is Swerve in Our Glory, Shane Strickland and Keith Lee versus El Des- Desperado and Yushimi Kimura. So, Nailed it again. <laughs> here it is. So I, this is another one of those where I don't know the rest of the card and how it books out in this NJPW politics. Mm-hmm. But if we're saying... What we're really doing is setting up a feud between Swerve and Keith Lee. Then they lose here. But if we're yep. not, and they were just like, nah, man, like the rumble, it was every man for himself, you know, deal with it. Then, then they win. Right. But they're not. If you watched, I believe it was dark, AW dark. They did a tag match and 
Swerve was like going for a high five and Keith Lee was like, let's just get to the ring. So I think they're still playing yeah. on that. So I and think so- we see some confrontation. They lose and we continue that and we get the real breakup here in a few. Yeah, definitely. That's what I think as well. So now let's get into one of the more intriguing matches of the night. Winner takes all for the ring of honor and IWGP tag team championships. FTR versus the great Ocon and Jeff Cobb versus Rapungi vice. What do you got in this? Man, I feel like FTR is so on fire. It would be stupid to have them lose. But again, we're not talking about just AEW here, right? So. And I don't know what your next move for FTR is when they're so red hot, if they lose these titles, right? I'm going to say FTR. I mean, that makes the most sense that, I mean, that would make the most sense. Oh, and by the way, uh, on rampage, now this reminds me it's Jeff Cobb versus Trent. So that's where Trent's going to take on another, but that's who it was. Um, Look, Jeff Cobb is physically impressive and to have him on your television for a few weeks is awesome. So them winning would be great. Rapungi Vice, I think regardless is taking the pin. Trent or Rocky Romero, they're going to be losing. So then you go Great Ocon and Jeff Cobb or FTR. Now, here I'm just talking this out. You could have FTR lose this. They're down in the dumps. New tag team champs, the Young Bucks, bump into them backstage. And was like, I thought you guys said you're the greatest. This was what makes us the greatest and shoves the titles in their face. And then we get FTR versus Young Bucks. Let's run it back for the titles a second time with the roles reversed and do that. I could see that as well. Um and Anderson says FTR is cash in the bank. Why leave that money on the table? And I, I mean, I, as I said, I agree with that too, but well, I but do, here's the I, thing. I do see what you're saying, right? Like we could flip and make them the AW champions a couple weeks. That's what I'm saying. And then the other thing that you got to consider breaking kayfabe for a moment, right? If we were to break the fourth wall, get into real business. <gasps> oh, it, it seems highly difficult for me to conceive a scenario where FTR is going to wrestle weekly on AEW television and then defend the ring of honor championships and then go to Japan and defend Last, the IWGP. We do exactly what you're saying. And now it's for three titles altogether. Who is the best tag team in the world? We have the ROH tag titles New Japan tag titles or IWGP, whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. You guys are sitting here with your one title belt, losers. Why don't we just take those off your hands too? Belt collectors. I mean, and they could say like, didn't your friend do this? We're going to do it now here. We're going to do it. The tag champions. Right. Didn't your friend, Kenny Omega, didn't do your friend this? with the spaghetti hair do this. Yeah. Now. Oh, this is fun. We got a lot of scenarios here. I'm going, I'm going FTR. FTR wins, but, but, but I do think they are going up against young bucks next, regardless of this match. I think the next feud is you could even have one of these things where it's like they win, but they won by DQ. So no titles change hand. Oh, I didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. 
Because what I was thinking is FTR does win the championships, right? Then they are winner take all, ring of honor, IWGP, tag team champions. Now they're walking around. But then the Young Bucks start to get jealous. And in a ring of honor tag team match, they lose the titles to ring of honor legacy Andre tag Dutt team. and Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal, right. Yeah. yeah, they lose the tag team champions to that team. Or the Briscoes. FTR is like, yeah. FTR goes like, what the fuck? And Young Bucks is like, no, nah, you ain't walking around here with all the gold. We are the best tag team. And then, then you get that way. It's going to be a fun one. That's the one I'm... That's the one because there's two championships involved. I think that's the yeah. most intriguing. Yeah. Uh, Anderson alluded to night. what we're talking about. There was a dusty fin. Yeah, but if you got, you do have to consider they don't do that a lot in they don't. AEW. Right, correct. It's typically pretty straightforward. I mean, this is when a they situation say, where you might need to use it because you're like, oh shit, we booked ourselves into a weird situation. Yeah. Could we possibly have somebody trying to defend two titles on two continents? Right. That would be third the show, part. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's the interesting part. That is the interesting part. All right, let's keep it moving here. Eddie right. Kingston, Shota Amato, uh, right. and Willier Yuta versus Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Minoru Suzuki. That team. Who you got in this? Jericho Guevara and Jericho Suzuki. Guevara and Suzuki. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like the other team. Yeah, you know. Blackpool Combat Club, Wheeler Yuta's hot, Kingston's hot. Um, who else was on their team? This other random person, right? Shoto but Imano. Jericho must pose on this event, right? My gut feeling with Forbidden Door, because it's leading to AW blood and guts, is that everything Jericho Appreciation Society is going to look like roses on Sunday night for them to then fall on their face. Here's what happens. Wednesday night. Jericho when pulls out some clippers and shaves Eddie Kingston's hair or maybe left of it, right? Yeah. And no, now like you mentioned like you said you don't think we're done with this Jericho hair thing. Now go. All right. Well blood and guts, let's throw another thing on this. I mean, that could happen. On the line. Otherwise, I just think that like Ortiz needed to get like a cat scan and had to shave his head, and they worked into it. Maybe I don't think you even have to get your head shaved for a cat scan. Listen, fucking talking about. (laughs) I I think the easiest way to get this match to where the people who need to look good look good, but then we get a winner is Minoru Suzuki to pin uh, the Shoto. When you have Jericho and Suzuki, Jericho's got his tag team buddy who they're all behind right now. You know. Sex gods, right? Right. Um, yeah, totally they win. Yeah, so that's what I got. Okay, so now uh, we kind of alluded to it, but we'll just review it just real quickly. Four way to determine the first ever All Atlantic champion, Pac Miro Ishii, which is not Ishii now, it's uh Connors, uh, and Malachi Black. You said, I think Pac, Pac, yep, that's what we got. All right, let's keep it moving here. Now, for the IWGP United States Championship, we have champion Will Ospreay taking on challenger Orange Cassidy. Will Ospreay. I think we'll get yeah. all the fun shit in. Orange Cassidy will thing. But right now, he's in that setting where as popular as he is, win or lose. 
Oh, he was more over in Milwaukee than I think he's been over in a few months. And it's because we missed him, right? When you don't use him each and every week, like he was when he was feuding with Jericho and you're like, okay, what were you doing this week? Now he's just doing a thumbs up with the other hand. Like, come on, get the fuck on. Right. Well, no, the moves are the same, right? Like he puts his hands in his pockets and then he ducks and he rolls and he drop kicks and kicks it into gear all of a sudden. It's like, yeah, but it's the same thing every time. So yeah, if you see it week in and week out. And you know, yeah. like, oh, I can go to the bathroom anyway. Right. Sidebar. Uh, I listened to a, a sports podcast out of Miami called the Dan Lebitard show. Dan Lebitard uh, discovered who Orange Cassidy was oh. on Wednesday night. And he goes, he goes, because uh, they were talking about the Ric Flair match. And they're like, who do you want to see him face in his last match? Because one of the producers is a huge wrestling fan, like a legit, real huge wrestling yeah. fan. And out of the blue, uh, Dan Lebitard said, Orange Cassidy. He goes, He's a guy that wrestles in jeans and is more athletic than any wrestler from my childhood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he was just so baffled by a guy wrestling in his jeans that athletic. And so anyhow, that was just a fun sidebar. Uh, check out the Dan Levitard show uh, after you listen to the Spanish Nuts table. Uh, okay. So now let's keep it moving here. So yeah, I got Will Ospreay as well. I think same reason. Tell you, what, you donate us $20. You back a link to where you can find Levitard show. Bouncetable.net. Perfect idea. Yeah. Perfect idea. We'll help you with anything if you give us money. Yeah. Use us as Google. Send us <laughs> send us a, send us a 20 spot and be like, how do I whatever? And we'll be like, all right, let me look that up for you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh okay, so now let's get into the next match here. We've got, and I'm not gonna fucking say all this. It's basically the bullet club versus I love this name. Dudes with attitudes. Now, here here it is. It's the Young Bucks, uh, El Fantasmo, and Hikaleo versus Darby Allen, Sting, uh, Takashi, and Taki. I don't Shingo, Taki, and I don't know. These guys. Now, here's the thing that I noticed. Tony Khan is fantastic in this, re, in this re, uh, respect. He will work with the talent and be like, hey, so what do you think? And the talent will say like, hey, I think I want to do X or I want to name this why right and i believe the respect that tony khan has for sting he essentially says like what do you want to do sting and sting says i'll do this one million percent dudes with attitudes was named by 62 year old Sting. yeah um <laughs> but they're gonna get surprised they don't get uh copyright infringement claim on them uh, um yeah and i don't this one i'm a little torn with right because you think this is another one where hey we got an opportunity to let sting pose with a win right from a big crowd everybody will love it but the young bucks sure do love to win a lot of these right so i think i'm going mm-hmm. with that young bucks team stand there and do the pew-pew. so i've got the bullet club because the bullet club has to win a match with the forbidden door and glory hole. And the real feud for Darby Allen and sting is not with the young bucks. It's with red wagon and red wagon aren't on this pay-per-view right. and they're going to make sure that they're seen somewhere. Yeah, Riley's hurt, but he's easy. And I mean, but he can do a Kansas city cunt punt at any yes. time, but he's not that hurt. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I got the bullet club bullet club has to. And by the way, Another sidebar here. Uh, reason 1,376 of why I don't 
cannot stand the Young Bucks in any regard is they, and I think this is legit. I think this is a shoot statement from them when they're like, we're the damn key for this forbidden door. As if, and I said this again on our Twitter, as if Sting wasn't wrestling the great Muda in Tokyo in 1991. Like, that's how self-absorbed they are. The only things they know are the things that they've done. Like, if they didn't watch it on Switch for like the whole Ric Flair uh, Christian thing, right? Like, didn't they do a damn? Yeah, yeah, the TNA Hall of Fame thing. But I'm talking about like legit matches. Like, Sting, Hulk Hogan, the Road Warriors, the Steiners, while they were in WCW, they did a damn tournament in wcw with new japan and wcw so like even if even if it's a dig at wwe who doesn't allow these things they have allowed those things in the past and if the money were right on certain things they would do it again i'm sure they have talked to new japan over the years many times about doing things but they probably looked at it as a you're not going to bring enough value to our brand we Mm -hmm. would be providing more to yours and, and we'd be getting so we're not doing it Oh, wasn't it Liger, Juice and Thunder Liger, who took on, uh, um, who's the fucking guy that used to have the, the selfie stick in NXT? Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Wasn't that on an NXT uh, takeover? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So get, again, that's why I just want to like, I, and you can't just say you're the best. Now they have the championships. So now it has a little bit more weight behind it. But again, the Young Bucks. Ah, I just, I just want five minutes in a room with them just to beat the hell out of them. I just don't like them. Like maybe they're heels and they were trying to say that to get me mad. Maybe. And credit to them if that was their goal. Cause they accomplished it. Cause I just wanted to like throw something at, at Matt Jackson and it's specifically him. I've identified it now. I got into my rage with my therapist. Young buck it one. Is Matt, yeah. It's young buck one who I'm really mad. You at. actually talked to your yeah, therapist they're... about this specific. Yes. Yes. And then. Young Buck too is totally fine. I, he, he's no, fine. I want to talk does to the, my therapist about yeah. this exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, because like Young Buck too, yeah. Nick Jackson, he does the. Oh, we might have lost Tom first. Kind of froze up, so I'm going to go ahead and continue the discussion here. Look, see Tom's frozen there. Look at that. Look at him just stuck there, not doing nothing. Um, but Hey, young bucks win, even though Tom's got this legitimate hate towards them. Um, and you know, uh, I, I, I don't like him either. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I don't have a hate for him, but I just, I, you know, now I'm just kind of let it wash over. It's like, ah, bucks doing the buck things. And look, I think we got Tom. Back. Hey, there it look. is. I'm back. I was stalling talking about how I kind of also don't like the young bucks, but you were saying, well, yeah, young buck too. At least he does the, buck. like that's, you know, original. Yeah. Right. Right. And I kind of liked them when they were doing the, 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 the shoe thing, going after shoe culture, bending the, the air force ones and the Jordan oh, ones yeah. and all Good that heel kind moves. of stuff. Yep. Good heel moves. But when you say dumb shit out of your ass like that, you just need to be smacked and thrown into the ocean. Anyhow, let's move back into the matches. Uh, now, as we mentioned, Brian Danielson's handpicked choice versus Zack Sabre Jr. And let's review again real quick. Who you got in this? Who who do you think it is? And then who you got? This is our final pick. I think for it's this. Cesaro. I think he wins. I want it to be Jonathan Grisham. 
for the fact that it's not another spot taken by some ex WWE guy. Remember, that's MJF's biggest gripe. And if this is a legit uh, issue he has, adding more WWE guys who can't talk would probably piss him off. So I would rather it be Jonathan Grisham. But I do think it's going to be Cesaro. But I've got Zack Sabre Jr. because I think Jericho Appreciation Society gets their hands dirty and messes up the, the finish of this match. All right, so now let's get into the AEW Women's World Championship match. Champion Thunder Rosa taking on Jessica Simpson. No, I'm kidding. Tony Storm. I have a rock-solid prediction for this. Um, okay. This match be right before the main event. Has to be. Got it. Yes. It has to be. Amy now. <laughs> I mean. Got it. Got it. They couldn't be that dumb, could they? But who do you think wins, though? Oh, they're going to do it. Yeah, I think wins. I got Thunder Rosa. Yeah. I think I think Tony Storm beating Britt Baker clean maybe gives a little bit more uh, momentum behind Tony Storm. I also think Thunder Rosa's first program or second program with Serena Deeb didn't light the world on fire. You know what I mean? So there could be like a let's course correct and get it on uh, former WWE superstar Tony Storm. But my gut says Thunder Rosa. That's what I'm going with Thunder Rosa here. But the story is non-existent. I just I'm not happy with that. But anyhow. All right, let's close it out with the two. Uh, let's what? chime in. Uh, Brent Anderson in the well, there's some st- streaming chat going on in the YouTube. Brent Anderson said, I will buy you a case if you beat the hell out of the Bucks. And X0X81 said, I'm 150% on board with Matt Jackson beating related therapy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm going to talk to my therapist about this now. Talk yeah. To him about Matt Jackson. Just, He's the worst. Just that I have an, un, an unhealthy disdain for the young Bucks. Maybe it's not unhealthy. I need the therapist to tell me if it's unhealthy or not. Yeah. Because I'm your therapist say? Did they say. This was unhealthy, or that you should look into this, or that you like. They said he he said that I need to work. You don't have to talk. You know what I mean? No, no, no. But like he said, I had no. Who cares? I have hips. Um, I I uh, I gotta work through it. I gotta identify my issues. Cause see, I'm trying to be a good person. Uh, You're trying. Another side. Yeah, another sidebar. Uh, book recommendation for the well-rounded pro Mm. wrestling fan: How to Be Perfect. By Michael Schur. It's a comedy moral philosophy book. I would highly recommend it to anyone. It's a quick Number read. Two hundred. No, because it's a signed copy. Like, yeah, you also don't do well with <laughs> borrowed books either. But um, this one's a signed copy. I got one signed by the uh, author. Michael Schur, for anyone who doesn't know, again, really quick note. Uh, he created um, Parks and Rec, The Good Place, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He was also a writer uh, for Saturday Night Live and uh, The Office. So that's his comedy uh, bona fides, but he also that has is, huh? a ton of philosophers. Yeah, he's he's a stud. Yeah. Um, okay, so now it's... I, yes, I actually <laughs> yeah, did. I was like, this, this book is bringing out... Yeah, but I was like, this book is bringing things out that I want to be better at, but then I want to fucking punch then people. I see these guys, the young bucks, and I just fucking hate. 
I mean, this is basically a therapy session. Yeah. This is what I'm saying, word right. for word. I'm like, but then you these need, fucking you guys. You pay me this money instead of what you're paying the therapist. Though. Yeah, but then I got to, then I see this fucking guy with dumb 1990s fucking mutton chops and a choker, like we're in the year Bigger 2000. And he has head on his hair. God dang. Yeah. Fuck him. Anyhow. No, nah, he's fine. Uh, let's get into the heavyweight championship matches here. Now, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Jay White as a champion, taking on Okada, taking on Adam Cole, taking on Hangman Adam Page. Let's review again. Who you got? Jay White. Think Okada? I got Okada with the surprise of Kenny Omega. Now, okay, so that's what I think. Now, I will challenge you to this. Do you think we see Kenny Omega at this pay-per-view? I feel like we're probably going to see him, but it could be something as simple as like, Kenny Omega's in the back talking to somebody, right? Like just does a walk by and everybody's like, you see that? Uh, tell me I didn't just see that, right? Um, and maybe that's all we get. Or maybe he interferes in a match somewhere, right? Maybe you know what this feels like a lot? Well, you know what this feels like so much to me? The ECW one night stand where RVD was injured. And it was like, this was all because of him and he can't even be here. And then again, he was there. He got jumped by Rhino and all that. And then Sabu came back. But like that screams like Kenny Omega. This was made for Kenny Omega. Yeah. Like 1 million percent. And then, but he's injured and he can't, you know, be advertised or lead up to it. So anyhow. Uh, All right. Now let's get into the interim. AEW World Heavyweight Championship match where the winner will be your interim champion with a future match against the current AEW World Heavyweight Champion, CM Punk. The competitors in this matchup, Tim, Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on John Moxley. Who you got? I think Tanahashi wins and maybe even through some nefarious things that gives Moxley a feud. But I think this is where we get that AEW gets to have the or, you know, New Japan gets to have the AEW title for a while because then it lines up with CM Punk comes to bring it back home uh, when it's sprained ankle. And again, Jericho Appreciation Society, blood and guts. Best way, if this does close the show, to get you to tune in for Wednesday is Jericho or whoever it is. Kansas City Cump punts John Moxley. Tanahashi's your victor. John Moxley is going to say, I'm going to kill you on Wednesday night. Oh, shit. And then let's tune in for Wednesday. They that call match blood is and guts because I'm going to leave your blood and guts scattered around this ring. Exactly. So yep. that is our AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door paper. Glory hole. Now, Tim, I got another question for you. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be purchasing this pay-per-view? Is this a, is this a must-see for... Tim of the Spanish announce table. Probably not purchasing it. I'm probably also not watching it live. Uh, could you watch it live if you don't purchase it? You ask. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Don't give us ask. Twenty dollars. We'll tell you. Don't, no, yeah, give us send $20. us twenty bucks, and I'll let you know. <laughs> we'll yeah, you. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, probably not. What about you? I am, and this is why. I agree with all the points you've been making. I have not been emotionally invested in any of these storylines. I think a lot of it unfortunately has been due to injuries. And if you're reading uh, the dirt cheats on your Twitter timeline, which come across mine from time to time, some politics, because apparently 
uh, Pentagon or Penta was going to take on Will Ospreay, but because of some Triple Mexican a wrestling, all those things play well with them. Yeah. Right. So, so because of yeah, Andrade politics, can't you know, wrestle either. Andrade as well. Yeah. So because of those things, like this card, I don't think was what they initially wanted it to be. No fault by anyone necessarily, right? Injuries you can't prevent, you know, things like that. But I am interested just from the pure curiosity of two promotions that make a lot of money are co-promoting who's the top dog, who's leaving this event with the upper hand. Because unlike Survivor Series, when it was back in the day when it really meant something, Raw versus SmackDown, which was still fun, it was still WWE that won, right? Like it's still WWE. This though, I mean, Zack Sabre Jr. We may never see again in AEW, right? Does this match takes off? Bye-bye. See ya. Didn't like you guys. I'm not coming back, you know? So we don't know how this is all going to unfold and some real shit might happen, right? Eddie Kingston might go like, uh, who's he taking on again? Uh, Minoru Suzuki. He's like, Hey man, you're a little too stiff with me. So I'm a fucking stab you or something like that. You know what I mean? So again, I'm not, I'm, that was just a bad example, but you get what I'm saying. Like there could be some legit shooting Eddie Kingston in these stabs matches. Minoru Suzuki in this. Minoru Suzuki might rip his throat out. Yeah. Oh, they might fight to the death. It might be the Peter versus chicken from family guy kind of fight where it's just, they're going to fight until hey, they both turn into dust. I'll buy the pay-per-view. <laughs> if they're oh, gonna yeah. tell me that's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm interested again to see how the dust dust settles between two promotions who make a lot of money, who also have a big ego and thinking that they are going to overtake WWE down the road. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's why I'm going to watch it live is just for the curiosity of what they do in all of these kind of matches. Well, to sum up the show, then I want to hit two more tweet the tables that we got from the Twitter machine, by the way, use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. We'll read them here. These are WWE related. That stinks (laughs) from big Josh at the rebel trucker says, hashtag tweet the table. I don't care what you say. Bad cat Moss is over. Hashtag SmackDown. And um, don't lie. You care what we say. You totally care. Yeah, you do care what we say. So thank you. And, and second. Yeah, I mean, well, he might be over because he gets a crowd reaction. But like, this is kind of what I was talking about on like our riddle TikTok and stuff is like, is the crowd really like, is it a good thing to say they're over? And like the crowd loves them when the crowd just seemingly loves anybody that comes out with abs and wiggles and dances. Like, is that really all it fucking takes for some of you people anymore? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Well, Riddle, Riddle to me has a likability and just a, a, a charm to him to where you're yeah, like, there okay, is a natural like charisma. Guy. Like he is there. Right. This isn't a gimmick for Riddle. No, right. Yeah. Right. He is. He is very likable, charming, and, and just, you know, uh, just a, a guy, right? You just right. want to be friends with him, you know? And he might get you high and people like that. Now, Madcap Moss, I would argue this. I don't think he's over. I think, and I'm not calling him by the fucking name he's going by now, Baron Corbin. I think Baron Corbin's over. Yeah. I think Baron Corbin, the heel that everyone wants to see get his ass kicked, is the one that's over. So by proxy, whoever's kicking his ass is going to be over. Baron Corbin, for years now, has never not delivered. Baron Corbin has been quietly one of the best performers they've got. 
Oh, 1 million percent. Yeah, I he is the testament to this storyline. Not mad. What the fuck is madcap? Can anyone explain that to me? What is that? I don't know a lot of words. Is that a smart word that I've never heard before? I mean, are we just not hip on street? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, is it some TikTok thing? Is it a is it a dance that I'm not aware of? Like and I, I just don't, don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't get the character. And then so cool when he beats Happy Corbin, right? Nope, nope. Wins, Baron. You know, Baron Corbin, Glory Hole Corbin. Corbin. Yeah. When he wins, then what? Like, what? Why do I care anymore? Because then it will just be he's coming out, smiling, waving to the crowd, showing off his twelve abs, right? I think it's twelve that I counted. And you know, that's it. Uh, side note again, fun side notes uh, to take on this episode of Spanish Announce Table. Tomorrow night, I'm actually going to see Baron Corbin in a celebrity softball game at Kauffman Stadium. Nice, big slick. Right before oh, the yeah, Royals take on the right. Oakland A's, big slick, a, a charity event that uh, benefits Children's Mercy, a children's hospital here in Kansas City. They bring a lot of Kansas City locals and other celebrities back, but and yeah, it's going to be hosted by Baron Corbin uh, is a Kansas City local. Yeah, Baron Corbin's going to be there. Paul Rudd, Jason Sudeikis will not be there because he's actually doing Ted Lasso. Uh, but then Rob Riggle, um, Stone Street, Eric Stone Street, they're all going to be there. And a host of other people. Stone Street's from like where I live. Like my neighbors Damn. like knew that kid growing up, probably babysat. Uh, there you go. Yeah. What's the other one we got here? Oh yeah, the other truth table. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't know who the fuck's in this. <laughs> 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 no, you got you two. Tell me, motherfucker. All right, at Katie, the first lady says, "Oh, good, another ego stroke by Vince. Almost fell from the ring." Could you please go away and deal with your shit? Hashtag WWE Raw. Hashtag Tweet the Table. You know, if you got Katie person, you're doing something wrong. I mean, I know Vince never cares about doing something wrong or not. But, like, we were discussing this before the show started. Like, you just won't ever have any humility or, or like, taste in the moment when it's called for. Just won't. Because it's it's too self-absorbed. He he sees himself always in all situations as the hero. He thinks he's being vilified unfairly like Batman in Gotham City. And so he thinks he needs to show his face because that's what true strength is. And he's just a self-absorbed, blind-spotted moron. Like, that is it, man. That is all he is. And all he's doing like you said, is this slinging my dick in front of the audience because I'm the coolest person you've ever met and you're just a miserable twat. Like you are just reprehensible. You and again, I don't I'm not watching. I'm not watching. I don't I, I saw that people are making memes out of him jumping from the second stair or whatever. Yeah. Those are fine. fine. Those are fine. Whatever. Uh but no he's I don't, I'm not going to support that company while he's in power. If he steps down 100% and him and his support group, right? Him and Laranitis. And if it's Bruce Pritchard, I don't know who's really a part of it, but if they all leave, they're prime right now for a sale. If the stock is truly dropped like that, one of the ways to get it to increase back is to sell to somebody else and remove the existing people in power that caused it. 
yeah. to start to tank. So if it's like sales contingent on the, you know, the new company's board will be the acting board of this company and you guys, here's your golden mm-hmm. umbrella money. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, Triple H will stay on creative, you know what I mean? That kind of thing, right? Like Stephanie might be a, you know what I mean? Like, like those kind of things, right? But like, I kind of would not be shocked if within the next couple of months you start hearing the whole like, look, they're going to sell to Disney or NBC or I just know as a personal stance that I'm taking that th- this last controversy was the, w- what's the phrase, the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Like I'm done. I'm throwing yeah. in the towel. I, and look, I love big E. I love Sami Zayn, Baron Kevin Corbin. Owens. I think Baron Corbin's fantastic. Uh, Kevin Owens is doing fun stuff. Like I like a lot of those wrestlers, but I just can't in good faith support someone. The Usos are awesome. Yeah. I think the Usos are the best tag team in the world Agree. still. Agree. Like consistently. I think they're the mm-hmm. best. Now, FTR right now, like in 2022 is a tag team of the year, but tag team of the last decade is the Usos. Absolutely. And so th- there's plenty of people there that it's like, I think you guys are amazing, but I can't in good faith support a company led by that fucking evil dictator. And I know, look, we all have our lines, right? Oh, but you're going to eat at Chick-fil-A. Okay, we all have different lines for different things. Uh, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm, right, that yeah, was just right. right? So I'll, I'll redraw the line when, when needed. But for right now, my line is this with that company. So I'll try to comment on like who you got on pay-per-views that I'm not going to watch. But like, miss me with all that talk. I just, they suck. They're miserable. Well, remember, as you join us each week in and out, you can chime in on the chats like Trent Anderson did here. And he says, I called that scenario day the scandal broke. Selling is the only option at this point. And we shall see. As Tom said, I kind of don't feel like supporting them. But what you should support us, the Spanish Announce Table, by going to SpanishAnnounceTable.net using the donate link to be the beer sponsor of the week, like this week's great beer sponsor of the week. Fucking nobody. Do and that? I will always say, hmm. I will always say, you will know when we have a beer sponsor because I drink water when we don't have a beer sponsor. Right. This goes away and is replaced with water. beer when you are a beer sponsor. Water, water, he says in quotation marks. So support us. And I guess, I mean, that's all I got to say. We'll just be back next week for episode 389. The Spanish Announce Table.